You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Welcome, everybody, to Hit My Music. The podcast where we talk about wrestling and music and wrestling and with and music together. Uh, today I have with me an esteemed guest. It is none other than the Golden Grappler, Travis Huckabee. Welcome to the show, Travis. Thank you. I'm the Lamborghini of grapplers. There you go. I like it. I like it. You should totally. You should totally use that. I don't know. <laughs> See how that is. I, you know, I thought I'd try something. I'm not sure uh, how I feel about it. Okay. Well, that's all right. Um, you may, you may want to check with Joe Sposto about that because he's the one who coined that for the, uh, for the network. Uh, oh, that sounds like something so Joe would do. It does. It does, doesn't it? He actually reached out to Lamborghini to try and see if we could get some kind of something going, and they never responded back. Well, maybe you could just be like the Honda of, of you know. <laughs> networks okay so it's it's, like you know it's it's not always the prettiest but like it'll get you there so it's funny you say that because after we start after the soon-to-be-named network started calling ourselves the lamborghini of of podcast networks uh one of the shows on the network is uh final wrestling place which is uh not the tool man tim taylor and his best friend marcus their podcast and they actually have referred to themselves on several occasions as the Honda Civic of podcasts. <laughs> so I, I feel like it's got to be like an early 2000 also. <laughs> it's got to be like a 2003 Honda Civic. I bet there, there's one. There's one of those actually sitting in my driveway right now. So. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, welcome uh, to the I show. feel like I already have I feel like I already have to say nice things about literally everyone you've mentioned. <laughs> But Sposto, Tim, and I, Marcus, all those guys. They're, like, they're, all, they're all great people, good friends. Yeah, such cool dudes. Yeah. All right. So let us talk about music. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to start out by talking about just kind of your early life as far as music goes. Um, I know for me personally, my parents were a big driver of what music I listened to as a little kid. Same for you? Yeah, you could say that. Okay, um, what do you remember your parents listening to in particular? So most of my memories of like music and my parents, uh, it's usually in the car. Okay, sure. So I remember every so often my dad would drive us around, and I think he had a few different like little mixtapes. Nice. I don't know if they were actual tapes or CDs at this point, but uh, these mixtapes he always had like a combination of Weird Al, Dr. Demento, and a few other like like parody artists nice. of that sort. Uh so that was that was a very interesting uh very interesting thing for me to grow up with. Sure. To the extent where the first concert I've I ever went to was uh Weird Al, White and Nerdy. Oh nice. So that was my first concert. That's awesome. I was I was actually going to ask that later on. You beat me to it, so that's great. <laughs> well, there you that's, go. That's fantastic. I am a I am a huge Weird Al fan. Um, <laughs> I have I have only I've I'm unfortunately I've only seen him live once, and that was in 2016. Um, okay. Even though I've been a fan since I was since like I think, well, Dare to Be Stupid probably came out in 1986, and that was one of my first tapes. Okay. I had so. That was, I know, think, I've been a big fan. I think Running With Scissors might be the one that I heard the most. Okay. Nice. Nice. I'm a, I'm a little older than you, so that was, uh, that was like when I was in college. That came out like my senior year of college. Okay. And I remember, um, I remember actually listening to Running With Scissors with my, with my son, my first son in the car, um, when he was a baby. So. Are you my dad? No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. Decidedly. My uh, my old my oldest son is currently in the Marine Corps, so I am woof. <laughs> that is he's not a, me. As we record, he's in recruit training, but by the time oh, this well, rele- by the time this releases, he will have graduated and actually be a full Marine. So. Well, best best of luck to him. Well, I appreciate 
everything he's doing. Thank you. Uh, okay, so do you remember when you started making your own decisions as to what you were going to listen to? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I remember I was in the Boy Scouts as a kid, and every holiday season we had like a a either a secret santa or like a pollyanna or something and one of those things is like hey what's a what's a cd that you like or what's a what's a band that you like we'll get you a cd something and i honestly had had no idea i didn't really know that much music but before then all i really knew was like stuff that i heard on tv or like Oddly enough, like Christmas music. Okay. That was the only other music I knew before this period of my life. <laughs> so I just thought of like the first band that I could think of. And it was a band that one of my older brothers listened to, Linkin Park. Okay. So I remember whatever it was for whatever year for Christmas, I got the Linkin Park Live in Texas, like CD, DVD combo thing. And it kind of just stemmed out from there. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So do you consider kind of, do you consider them kind of your first favorite band? Like. Yeah. Okay. That was the first band that I, you know, actively knew a lot about. I knew their songs. I had multiple CDs. Okay. And then I just kind of ventured out and found other stuff from there. Okay, how 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 did your musical change taste change as you got older? Uh, so I think I think around that time I was just it was Lincoln Park. Uh, who else did I listen to? Maybe like Breaking Benjamin. I, okay, I don't know. It was a handful. <laughs> Papa Roach. It was a handful of bands like that, and now like in retrospect, I feel like a giant tool. Oh, uh, you're fine. I so <laughs> so I don't believe when it comes to music, and I, maybe this is because I'm a musician. I don't know. Um, I don't believe in like guilty pleasure listening, or even like necessarily like going back and having regrets about stuff that you listen to because it's so personal and it's like it hits you in such a way in that moment mm-hmm. that like there's got to be a reason for it, and there's you know, and you may have matured to a point where like you don't listen to it anymore, but you know in that sort of in that that headspace of what whatever you know whatever was going on in your life it's something that connected with you yeah and so yeah I, yeah those are i mean i still like papa roach um i have a little bit of a connection cuz i'm i'm f- sort of friends with uh jerry horton's brother jerry horton's huh. guitarist uh, oh his neat bro- his brother chad uh used to run I think he actually still does he runs a hip-hop website and I used to write CD reviews for it oh cool so I used to kind of work for him so yeah right on yeah um, yeah I I was what? just gonna say like those were those were like the bands that I listened to like early on like in high school I got more and more into like the like emo scene okay. kind of stuff post hardcore. It was like Chiodos, Silverstein, a bunch of bands like that. Nice. Uh, and then I think when I hit when I hit college, I was midway through college, and I just really started to mellow out a whole <laughs> lot more. It's uh, I had found Frank Turner and a few other okay. artists like that, and I think that really resonated. Like, I'm not sure how familiar you are with his music, but like. Um, he used to play bass in like a in like a punk band. Okay. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like folk music now. Nice. So it's this guy with all these really kind of like I don't wanna say jaded mentalities, but he was obviously very angry for a long time and went on and did like gonna play folk music now and a bunch of acoustic stuff and that's interesting. Uh, I I I think I've heard a couple of things here and there, but I'm not overly familiar with them. Yeah, he played a uh, he played in the opening ceremony for the Olympic Games in London. Whatever. Oh, okay, year back that in was. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think I may remember that. Yeah, just okay. uh, 
just a scrawny, tattooed English guy uh, playing an acoustic guitar. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, uh... Okay, so you... So the first concert you went to was Weird Al. Um, do you have... Is that... Do you have any other... Do you have any concerts that are, like, your favorite? So that was the first one I went to. That was, like, with my entire family. Okay. Uh, that was, you know, like, my brothers, sisters, parents, everything there. Like, we sat down at, like, a table and watched the show from the second level. Uh, that always... That feels so different than any other concert I went to after sure. that. Uh, I think the next one I went to after that was Warp Tour 2009. Okay. Something like that. And that was that was an entirely different different sort of thing. Sure. Like my parents dropped me off in Camden. I started, you know, walking around. I met up with a few of my friends and between all the new artists that I found that day and just kind of how cool the environment was, being able to walk around is like, oh, there's another person. Oh, there's another person. Oh, there's another per-. <laughs> Like that that was such a that was such a cool thing. Uh so that one definitely sticks out. And then I mentioned that because this other fantastic occurrence that got to have happen. Uh, a few years back, the final series of Warp Tours, a company that I wrestle pretty regularly with, Blitzkrieg Pro, you know, based up in Connecticut, sure. Massachusetts, like that area, they somehow finagled it so that they could run a wrestling show at Warp Tour. I remember there was a there was a rash of locations where that seemed to be happening because I think AIW yeah. ran a wrestling ran a show at a at a warp tour mm-hmm. in Cleveland at one point. Yeah, um, so I I drove up with Arch Cassidy and CC Boost. Nice. Uh, Hermit Crab might have been with us. I don't remember. Uh, they set up the ring right in the middle of that area where all like the band tents were. Okay. So there was just so many people walking by and, you know, I, I wrestled there. It was awesome. It was crazy. Like the tent that we were under, it had tarps around like 80% of it. That was our changing area. And that was nice to get some shade. But the problem was with the tarps on all sides, there was no breeze at all. Right. So you were either under the tent where it was it was shady, but the air was so still and stagnant, or Ugh. you were outside of the tent where you at least got a pretty decent breeze, but you were in direct sunlight and it was hot. I, I remember even after after I wrestled, I proceeded to just walk around the rest of Warp Tour just in my wrestling trunks because I just did not want to put... Like regular clothes back on. I I can certainly understand that. Yeah, I remember uh, the drive up. This is going off on other other tangent. <laughs> That's fine. Remember the drive up. Just Orange Cassidy saying that the uh, like he just wanted to see three hundred three because he saw the lineup of bands there. And that was literally the only one he's ever heard of. Oh wow! Because that's so okay. It's like, so it's so it's interesting. I'm actually. Oh wait a minute. That was the. So which? What year was that? Uh, whatever the final year was. Oh, okay, all right. Because I was looking at the 2009 uh, New Jersey Camden, New Jersey stop, um, and they were actually they were actually on that one too. Yes, um, I think I might have caught like glimpses of them. Okay, I'm I'm looking through the lineup and I'm like, oh hey, I like this band. I like this band. I like this band. <laughs> Devil Wears Prada was on that was on that stop. No effects. Was yes, on that stop. I remember 2009. I remember I saw Devil Wear uh, Devil Wears Prada. Escape to Fate was playing like right outside the entrance as soon as I walked in. Okay. Uh goodness, I remember seeing Aiden and being blown away by their performance, even though they were on a tiny little stage. Right. Uh what was the other one? There was another one. It's 
I remember the lead singer was this girl who just could scream and do everything else, and it was insane. Nice. Uh, it'll it'll come back to me later. Okay. Yeah. I remember I missed I missed my chance to see Chiodos. Mm-hmm. I got there too late to see him. Yeah, it looked like they opened the main stage. Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw a few other people though. I think uh, Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Okay. I was watching them, and as they were playing, the sky just opened up and it started downpouring rain. <laughs> so like, you know, there was a pit and there was like a circle of death and everything just as it's pouring rain and they're still just like going ham. Nice. Like that was crazy cool to be in. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, yeah, so that, that looks like it, that would have been a fun show. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Do you have any musical talent? Do you sing, play an instrument or anything? Uh, I, I'm not terribly good at it, but, uh, I can play guitar. Okay. Uh, there's the handful of random things I can play on it. There's like one, uh, yeah, there's like three or four songs I can play. And then there's a handful of other weird little things I can do on it. That's like, why in the world can I do like, do you know who Rodrigo and Gabriella are? Yes, I do. So Gabriella does the, the little flamenco strum, right? Where it's like the triplet thing. So I can do that. Oh, (laughs) I, uh, me and a buddy of mine, just one day in college, we, uh, we learned how to play one of their songs and we played it at an open mic and I played Gabriella's part. Nice. They are super talented, um, and I love them. And yes. Yes, they they are. They are awesome. Okay. Uh, so, what do you listen to now? Do you still sort of listen to the same kind of like post-hardcore? Uh, you said you had kind of mellowed out in college, so. Yeah, it's it's definitely mellowed out a little okay. bit. Uh, probably the most recent thing that I started listening to was beans on toast. Okay. I think he goes along with a whole European mellowed out acoustic guitar, whatever sort of thing. But it really all depends on what, what the mood is. If I'm, if I'm at the gym, I'll play stuff that I listened to in high school. If I'm hanging out in the car, I'll play whatever the mood strikes. Okay. Whether it's Frank Turner, whether it's, you know, lo-fi hip-hop beats the the chill to. Sure. Whatever that uh, YouTube channel yeah, that is. Yeah, YouTube channel. Um, so you said, you said you do listen to stuff in the gym. Do you have any, like, specific stuff for specific exercises or lifts or stuff that gets so you I going? So I coach at way? a, uh, what was that? So just stuff that gets you going in a specific way or? Yeah, so funny enough, I also coach at a CrossFit gym that's local to me. Oh, okay. And I've got playlists for when I'm lifting. I got playlists for when, you know, I'm coaching a class. I got playlists for certain kind of workouts. You know, yesterday I, I think I ran through like every playlist I had because <laughs> I was there for like five hours in wow. total. So I did a little bit of stuff myself, and I had a playlist on that I call Cowboy Thursday. <laughs> that's like a that's like an old old inside joke between me and a few people, but <laughs> that one's got like Johnny Cash and you know any of your other like cowboy like rock type music. Okay, it's it's very much like that kind of mood. Uh. After that, the class that I taught had, I think it was three or four people, but they're all, I think the youngest person was like in his 40s. So I I put on a playlist that was all like 80s rock. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated just, that. Oh, yeah. And then after that is kind of just like, all right, I've got a mix of a little bit of everything. Nice. And I ended with, I think the very last thing I ended with 
was like the final countdown. <laughs> and then Brian Danielson showed up. Oh, God, I wish. Yeah, and he exactly. kicked my ass in the head in. <laughs> All right. On that, we are going to take a break. We will be back uh, in we'll be back after these messages or something um, for the uh, the wrestling talk and how wrestling and music fit together. So stick around. We'll be back. Okay, we are back with Travis Huckabee. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling and music and how those two things fit together. Uh, so, Travis, yeah. when did you first get into wrestling? So, it was, uh, I think the first wrestling show that I went to... Oh, man. Wait, I got to go even farther back than that. Shoot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, no, I told fine. you before this that I, I go all the way. You're fine. I, I go, like, off the track plenty of times. I remember being a kid and my older brother would watch wrestling and I remember remember it might I guess it was WCW but I remember that crow sting was the coolest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> uh, fast forward ahead I remember my brother was watching it one day and I came down in his room when he was doing this and I remember seeing, I guess it was John Cena's debut. Oh, okay. The Ruthless uh, Aggression. Yes. I remember that, and I remember seeing Rey Mysterio. Okay. And after that, it was like, okay, cool. I'm going to watch this now. There you go. Yeah. And um, then, you know, indie shows and everything after that. Sure. Uh, do you have any particularly fond memories of any wrestler entrance themes? Did you have any favorites? <laughs> Ah, oh, man. Oh, I definitely have a few. Okay. Of course, as soon as you ask, I blank out. <laughs> Maybe some... Well, you said um, Rey Mysterio, some... so Booyaka Booyaka 619. <laughs> that, that, was, that was definitely great for him. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, definitely makes may... a, it definitely makes a, an impact. Oh, definitely. So. Uh, I think Maven may have the best theme ever. Oh, I don't even remember what his theme was. I. It's just... This sick guitar riff at the beginning of it is like just do 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 Nice. He's got a solid one. I remember always liking Canes. Okay. Uh, like any theme that Christian has ever used. Sure. Uh, three minute warning. <laughs> There, there's so many. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of great ones. There are a lot of great ones. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, even even on the independents and everything, there's sure. there were so many solid ones. You know, CM Punk when he used AFI, uh, Brian Danielson coming out to the final countdown. Right, as, yeah, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So many great ones. I almost feel bad for forgetting any of the solid ones. <laughs> well, you can't. I think I. Uh, so on my gym playlist, there's just a giant mashup of a bunch of stuff. I think I've got the Mrs. Theme, uh, Cena, <laughs> probably Keith Lee, the Street Profits. Okay. Nice. Ah, uh, there's so. There's plenty of them on there. That's great. Yeah. There are some good ones. There are there are some good like like modern day ones. Those yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of I'm a big ska fan. So like okay, with that first time when Sami Zayn came to the ring in NXT <laughs> and he had that that CFO dollar sign produced. Uh, yes, ska yes. Song and I was just like, oh my gosh, like CFO had a lot of really good ones. Yeah, they did. They really did. for for the longest time. My morning alarm was Bobby Roode's theme. Okay, a little glorious action in the in the morning. Yes, yes, that's always good. Uh, do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show? At a wrestling show? Yeah. So like I'm thinking like you know when Motorhead played. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking Triple about. Triple H of the Ring and that kind of thing. Ooh. Hmm. That that's tough. 
I think I'm a, Shinsuke I'm a always had. Oh, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I think Shinsuke has always had good ones. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about a favorite though. Uh, I'm a big fan of Salt and Pepper at WrestleMania 11. Okay. When uh, Bam Bam Bigelow tries to uh, <laughs> tries to like like come at them and Salt doesn't back down, which makes <laughs> me laugh every time I see it. Oh my God, Bam Bam was so good. He was so good. He was. Um, do you have any thoughts on what makes for a good entrance theme? Uh, I think it's got to it's got to be something distinctive. Okay. You know, I think a problem with a lot of themes, maybe back in the nineties, it's everything sort of sounded the same. Uh, it's got to be unique to the person. It's got to invoke some kind of emotion. Sure. I, here's one I didn't mention earlier, but like, I always thought Arn Anderson had a really good theme. Uh, at least in WCW. Okay. I I remember I'll listen to it and it would just make me think of like it was very much him. I imagine <laughs> driving down is it's almost like I imagine driving down like some California cliffside road that's just wrapping around the mountains whatever there's water and you know the sun is setting and that's I think that was definitely an Arn Anderson kind of feel to it because he was definitely he was definitely smooth he was definitely like it was like cheesy 80s in the greatest way that's like not making fun of itself or anything right like he somehow manages to pull it off. So, yeah, something unique, something, yeah, something uh, unique, something that, you know, elicits an emotion. And if it fits the performer, if it fits the wrestler, uh, the character, whoever, all the better. That makes a ton of sense. Um, and so on that note... Uh, let's talk about your entrance themes, the entrance oh, themes that you have used throughout your career. So for people who don't know, um, you started out, at least as far as I'm aware, you started out as a referee in Chikara. Mm-hmm. And that sort of led to your debut as a wrestler in Storyline. You had kind of gotten tired mm-hmm. of being shoved around by the Rudos, um, and you introduced yourself as a wrestler you had you had an, as a ref, as a referee you had been Travis last name unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those those that fantastic Chikara those fantastic Chikara gimmicks. I love them. <laughs> that that was all Vladimir Radinov. Okay. That that was just off the cuff from him. I okay, think. All right, we do we do love Vlad on this podcast, so that's good. Yes, we um, support we support Vlad here. That's right. Uh, and you made your debut at the Chikara show Left Behind, taking on Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ha- there was a, a sort of the, the theme that you that you had on that day was a song that there is a, there is a list floating around on the internet that has um, like everybody who's ever been in Chikara their theme that they used, and it refers to that song as song name unnecessary. It was just kind of a generic kind of three chord rock thing. Oh God! Um, I don't have I don't have audio of that, unfortunately. Uh, there, there wasn't it wasn't clean enough on le- on Left Behind. However, mm-hmm. soon after you would get a theme that was more tailored to you. That's up for debate. <laughs> uh, let's give it a little bit of a listen. There's not much to it. Um, this, <laughs> this is from uh, this is I had to pull this directly from the audio of a show. <laughs> I, it's some kind of like appellation um, thing that's going on there and like a woman just saying your name over and over. Where did that come from? Do you know? So, uh, oh my God, that theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember when I remember there was one day I was in the car. I was riding around with my tag partner at the time, Solo Darling. 
and she made some comment well like hey i heard what your entrance music's gonna be oh no it's like oh did you i want to know about it like like tell me about it and the first thing she said was like yeah i i honestly thought they were ribbing you it's like <laughs> oh no oh so, boy so i uh oh my god <laughs> i remember there was there was one day at one of the shows the music guy was there so i i went up to him and i was trying to like poke around like figure out like what the deal was oh my god i i honestly think he was told my name and nothing else oh my. and that's what he came up with it was like oh yeah do you like it yeah that was my mom doing the vocals on it it's like oh no oh god i I, I was, you know, at that point, you can't even be like, yeah, no, it was, it's something. <laughs> it sure sounded oh. like they were having fun. That's, Does it? No, it doesn't. That's a, that's kind of an actor thing when you don't want to say how bad somebody was. Oh, you sure look like you were having fun up there. Oh, oh, bless her heart. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, uh, we will put that behind us. Um, speaking of speaking of your tag team partner, Solo Darling, the two of you were known as the Rumblebees, and you had a theme that was called "Feel the Sting," and this this is what that sounded like. That is clearly a sort of take on "Flight of the Bumblebee." Mm -hmm. um, sort of the you know may, pl playing off of the name the Rumblebees. Um, did I assume that was that was done in house in Chikara as well, probably by the same people? Yes. Okay. Um, how did you? Did I I assume that at the very least you found that to be an improvement. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember we were teaming up and. I think I was really like trying in the most not that subtle way possible to like get us a tag theme because that way I would never have to use that original theme again. Uh, <laughs> and I remember I was speaking with Solo. I was like, yeah, it'd be really cool if we could do something like a take on Flight of the, uh, Flight of the Bumblebee because, you know, bees and blah, 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 blah. And I guess she was able to bend someone's ear enough so that, like, that was made. And then I, you know, never had to hear that god-awful thing again. Except the occasional time when I think people might have done it just to rid me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so there, around that time, you were appearing occasionally for Excellence Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So there was... It, I was trying to figure out what the theme that you used... It seemed like it started with the with that that weird Appalachian theme and then went into something else. Do you remember? So we like played around with it. So here's a, she was like a re maybe not a reoccurring thing, but something I realized, uh, at, at Chikara, it was, it was a piece of cake for me. Like they had music for me. I never had to actually put any thought into oh. what I had as music right until I, you know, made my entrance and like cringed a little bit hearing that original theme. Anytime I went somewhere else, whether it was excellence or Blitzkrieg or whatever, you know, I, I remember the first show that I wrestled somewhere else. Uh, I think it was a Blitzkrieg show. I was there and they told me I needed entrance music. I'm like, ah, crap. Um, <laughs> So this is honestly how this conversation went. The guy's like, yeah, so what do you want your music to be? I'm like, I don't know. Can you get something from, like, Rocky? It was like, oh, you want something rocking? <laughs> sure. Sure, I, I don't care too much. Yeah, how's Disturbed? 
Okay. Sure, why not? I that was the that was the least of my worries, my music. So uh, sure. So sure. there was one show at Blitzkrieg where I came out the down with the sickness. Okay. That's lovely. If, that's that, that's that's uh, good that's a good like attitude slash ruthless aggression era song. Of yeah. which of which your style, you know, matches up so well. <laughs> um, at, so at sorry to get back to it sure. at excellence i used either some combination of uh dean malenko's theme okay. or i used like some kind of take on a rocky theme okay. or, or something else so i think i had heard that dean malenko because i was i was like because Part of my research involves using Shazam as I'm watching past shows to try and figure out what what songs are. Okay. And it had come up. It had come up with that at one point, and I was like, okay, I kind of hear it. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Um. And then so like your last theme in Chikara was sort of after you had you had turned Rudo and mm-hmm. joined Fist. Um. And Fist had kind of gotten a new theme for that era. Uh, and that's what this that's what this is. I do think that is the best of the bunch. Yes, hands um, down. That is a that is a really solid theme song. Yeah, I like that it had like a subtle callback to Blue Monday. Right. Which brings us to uh, you around that same time when you were appearing other places, so like Black Label Pro and Bizarro Lucha, you were using Orgy's version of Blue Monday as theme song, and I assume that was sort of a, a nod to Fist's past and Icarus's past. Yes, at yeah. least one of the... So, uh, take Black Label, for example. I remember the match... One of the matches I had was me and Deppin versus... Uh, violence is forever and you know we were there under the name fist so i i think j rose might have been the guy doing the music there he had asked what my music was going to be and i asked tony i was like hey can we use blue monday can we <laughs> it, it, this is going back to like 2009 when i was a giant chikara fan sure. so uh he was he was really really cool about it i think he was like yeah i don't care <laughs> so we did uh, it sure uh, uh let's go ahead and listen to that for a little bit of that for people who aren't familiar although if you're not familiar shame on you go go listen to it yeah it's got to be the orgy version oh i like the new order version yeah but i'm a i'm old so <laughs> that was the first version i ever heard so um so you also, um, in some places, specifically Nova Pro, and this was, I was hip to this by Kevin Ford, uh, great guy, thank you for all your help, sir, if you're listening, um, and you would use Joe Esposito's You're the Best from The Karate Kid. Listen to a little bit of that. Was there a specific reason that you were using that in Nova Pro, or? Uh, I used that a couple other places. Okay. But, like, uh, Blitzkrieg. I think Blitzkrieg is the most interesting interesting example of my, you know, musical themes throughout the years. But I wanted something that would fit me a little bit more, and I think that very much did. It was very, uh, very like, old school, which is sort of my style. It's very, sure. like clean it's very you know it brings out that sort of emotion to it and especially after you know going rudo and everything it was very much like just rubbing it in your face that totally makes sense that totally makes sense um another another one that you had used in blitzkrieg as well as new south um is carl jenkins palladio a little bit of a classical bent here but a rock version by don canyon I love that as an entrance theme. Yes. It's uh, 
go on. It has a great kind of that, so like that little like violin part that that begins it. Like that's a perfect like pre-entrance, mm-hmm. and then when it like when it like hits, like coming through the curtain, that just oh, it's awesome. Great. Yes, it's. I was so excited when I found something like that. I was very much in the mindset like you know uh like walter and daniel bryan and those guys who had that classic sound to it right before it it took that turn uh i would honestly use that theme everywhere but the unfortunate thing about that version of that song is that it it's awesome and everything and then at like the 50 second mark it gets really really soft and quiet Mm before it starts to pick back up again. Okay. And then he just goes like off the rails and is just like, you know, going wild with it. But that like 50 second mark like kills it for me. If it could go a little bit longer, it would be absolutely perfect. Right. Uh, so you and Matt Mikowski, uh recently have been tag teaming a little bit as a, as a team called Salt the Earth. And mm-hmm. you have a specific theme that you guys use, which is Otherworld uh, by no- Nobuo Uematsu. That's a video game theme, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's listen to that. That's definitely that's definitely got a good a good feel to it for an entrance. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if you know this or not about Matt Mikowski, but he's a he's a pretty big Final Fantasy fan. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, so you know they told us that we were gonna be teaming up. Like okay, yeah, yeah. Like hey, could we use this theme? You know, like. <laughs> If we use this theme, like, high school me is, like, that'd be the coolest thing ever for high school me. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and your current theme is John Kiernan's, I'm going to screw this up, even though I I actually can pronounce, I assume this is French, Je Lute en Or. That's better than what I can do. <laughs> So what is the um what is the inspiration behind that? <laughs> Sorry, I can't I can't hear the Nicolas Cage thing without laughing. I know, I totally understand. Um Alright, so I uh as we've sort of illustrated at this point, I've had my own kind of frustrations with entrance music sure. throughout the years it felt for a long time like I didn't have something that really suited me until I got that cover from Don Canyon. Right. But, you know, I already mentioned the issues I have with it. So I explored finding someone who can make me a custom theme. So that's when I eventually found John and I told him like, Hey, I really like this thing. I gave him, you know, that song as, as reference for it. I really like that it's got that very classical sound to it right before it goes heavy. A few other things I told him, you know, Walter and Danielson, just as inspiration. That's what he, uh, that's what he ended up making for me. I I like that it sounds a little bit like Christian's TNA theme almost. I can hear it. A A little bit. So he made that for me. And originally when he made it, it did not feature Nicolas Cage in there, unfortunately. <laughs> it, instead, you know, it just went the right before it hit. And I always thought that it needed something there. 
so then, you know, I had flashbacks to me going to Ring of Honor shows in the late 2000s and the handful of people that would have like audio bites from movies right right before their their theme hit. I'm like, heh, heh, heh. <laughs> you know, it'd be dumb, but also really cool, but also really dumb, but also kind of <laughs> funny. So, so I had, uh, Andrew Scott, uh, Maestro, the guy, one of our guys with Camp Leafrog. He does some audio stuff. So I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, could you, uh, could you do a thing for me? <laughs> It'll be really dumb, but, but could you? So, so he did. That's funny. That's good. I like it. I like it. It's good. All right. So I think that's, that's everything that those are all your major themes. Uh, however, you do have a sort of wrestling ancestor, uh, Travis Lord of Huckleberry, who has wrestled um, in the the old wrestling promotion, oldie oldie wrestling as some would refer to it as, uh, and I I'll be honest I love Travis Lord Lord of Huckleberry's theme, uh, it is a Dixieland version of Over the Waves, which we're gonna hear a little bit of right now. Uh, also known as Sobre las Olas, which is a, a Mexican-composed uh, song by Juventino Rosas. Um, and I know that song primarily from its use in cartoons. Uh, but it's it's a good one. I like it. I like it. Do you have any thoughts on your ancestor and his theme music? Legend. All <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling is one of, if not my favorite places wrestling companies out there it is uh, as somebody who doesn't live in that area it is a dream to someday get to go to an old wrestling show uh, uh i i remember uh the the stories from from my my distant relative mr <laughs> lord of huckleberry himself the the stories about just he was there and had a permanent smile on his face throughout the entire evening. I bet. As as soon as he pulled up on that barn from the minute he left. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, a lot of fun. So good. Yep. So good. So I I remember earlier I said I was at Warp Tour and I remember overhearing a band play and the lead singer was a uh, was a female that was absolutely killing it. I I don't know why, but I it was in this moment. That was that was the band. I okay. It suddenly just came to me. Nice. I uh. <laughs> also another thing that just came to me, another another distant relative. Oh boy. So uh, some time ago, Pizza Party Wrestling unearthed a lost VHS tape from the year 1999 <laughs> that that featured one of my distant relatives. Okay. Um, named Tony Huck. Okay. And his entrance music was Superman by Goldfinger. Nice. Where uh, I'm, I'm yes. imagining myself playing Tony Hawk in the uh, in, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater right now. That's great. That may very well be where he got it, it from. Maybe. Yes. Tony he, Huck. He looked, he looked distantly like, you know, Billy Kidman. <laughs> Was he itchy? <laughs> no, but okay, he wore gotcha. cut-off jean shorts and a white, uh, white tank top. Nice. Very good. I like it. I like it. I may have to. I may have to search that out. I that forgot about like, that one. That Jeez. sounds like something I should uh, I should look into. Yes. All right. Uh, well, Travis, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a fantastic time. Um, go ahead and plug anything you've got to plug. So you can find me on my social medias, uh, Twitter or Instagram at Travis underscore Huckabee. Uh, yeah, don't don't go to my my Facebook fan page. I never I never post <laughs> anything on that. 
Uh, I am pretty pretty regular with my Twitter though, as well as my Instagram. You can you can find me at a few different a few different places usually, whether it's Camp Wheat Frog, Pizza Party Wrestling, Blitzkrieg Pro. I make the occasional appearance at Limitless Wrestling. There's there's a lot of places that you should that you guys should be watching anyway. If you like wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, check out independentwrestling.tv. Travis is all over that. Yes. If you, search, if, if you search Huckabee, it's very easy to find all of his all of the shows he's been on. Oh, goodness. <laughs> just just don't people... search don't search Huckabee on Twitter because you get a whole bunch of political stuff. Oh yes, I bet. It's I terrible. But it's it's much easier to find your matches on independentwrestling.tv than it is uh, one of my future guests, Ethan Wilde. Ah. There are a lot of Ethans. There are a lot of Wilds. Um, and so it brings up a bunch of stuff that it's like, hey, he's not on any of this. <laughs> so. But yeah. Suck um... it, Ethan Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I want to thank Travis for being my guest this week. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including At Odds with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Long Box Heroes, Wings on Wings, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. For a dollar a month, you can get early and ad-free episodes of Hit My Music, as well as curated playlists to go along with each episode. There are additional tiers, which feature bonus music podcasts, as well as weekly new release playlists. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jingle Meister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.